It is Tuesday, June 16th. Welcome, everyone, to Living Room Sports Talk here. McCauley, Zach Rothenberger taking you through another midweek in June. Uh, it's already a little warmer. I was a hot one. It was like kind of a low-key hot one up here in Pennsylvania today, Zach. And, uh, you know, we're now back in the AC. It's talking a little sports today. Yeah, it feels great. Yeah, you were just at the driving range, right? You got a little, little sweat in before the show? Yeah, I did. I So, you know, it's funny. My whole face, I apologize for the audience. Not that they, Yeah, I need like... I was trying to look at this. I, this is always fun because I have the stream up on the thing and I can hear myself talking through the headphones. That's always fun trying to hear, you know, <laughs> three things at once. But no. Um, yeah, no, I did. But that's that. I just showered before this. So I'm going to be like George Costanza in that one Seinfeld episode where like the shower didn't take, as he said. And it's like I'm going to be sweating in like five minutes. So I'm just going to be sitting there like going through. The- <laughs> that's, that's the worst feeling. We've all, we've all been there. So I feel you. Well, let me ask you, this is a weird question. And I was, I was like thinking to myself, you know, for whatever reason, like we just like don't have a whole lot tonight. <laughs> like this was just going to be one of the questions. I was just curious what your opinion was, but yeah, why don't we just throw it yeah, out there in the first minute of the show. Do you enjoy taking showers more in the summer or the winter time? And do you need me to explain what the pros and cons are for each or, or you know? No, no, I don't. I, 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 say, <laughs> I say the winter. Because just when it's cold, you know, you get a nice shower, you kind of you heat up, you know, you feel a little tight or you get a little cold, heat up with a nice hot shower. The it's only a great feeling. Get the dry skin after, and that's never a good time. But See, that sucks, that, yeah. Yeah. But besides that, it's just it's just refreshing. Whereas in the summertime, like it, when, in your example, you go outside, you break a sweat, you come back in for a shower, and it's like, all right, I'm still hot. Or you take a cold shower, which eh, I'm not a huge fan of. See, that's about, that was my next my follow-up question. Like, are you a cold shower guy? Like, because I haven't say fixed my hat. I feel like there's like a glare on me. Um, <laughs> but are you a cold shower guy at all? Not really. No, to no, be honest. It, no, all right. It's a rare occasion, maybe like once a year. Honestly. See, I think it feels kind of good. It's refreshing. It, it really is. feels good, honest to God, if you do. But the thing is, I – I think the, the the issue when you kind of bridge the gap, not to go on a tangent about showers, but I like being in the shower for like 10 to 15 minutes is when I collect my thoughts, get my think. Like how we usually get a lot of our thinking for the show done in the shower. And then like, I'll jump out and text you like immediately. Like that's why we're always randomly texting each other like between like six and seven in the morning. Yeah. And, and it's funny. And like, if you take a cold shower, you're only in there for, it's an in and out experience. It's like jumping in a pool, jumping in the ocean. You're not there for the, the longevity of the experience. You're there for the, for the sensation. So, you know, you're in and out. So yeah. it, it, with that, with that kind of goes against the whole shower experience in general because you like to be in there, like I said, for a little bit. Let's see him go, loosen up, like you said, and, and, you know, get your thoughts together. Yeah, when it's cold, it's just, like you said, you're quick. It's not enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But I'll tell you, let's, enough of the shower. And, you know, to that point, let's shower some praise. It's Chad Catcherbone's birthday. And, hey, hey happy birthday, Chad. Unfortunately, um, you know, he couldn't be on the show with us tonight because he's working. But, uh, you know, we thought – and this was your idea. I love this, Zach. Why, why, this is your birthday tribute to him. Oh, so for those who follow the show, you know, Chad would always throw, a, a you know, a new jersey behind him in his display every episode. So we figured tonight we'd honor him with a little – Little jerseys, yeah. Some jerseys tonight, so, so you, got, there you, go, you got the Phillies, and I, 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 I made this a special pick for him for his birthday. Uh, I went with the the Monstars uh, jersey because I'll probably be rooting for them in Space Jam two against LeBron, and I'm sure he <laughs> will be too. So I figured, you know, like it's a little little shout out to Chad for his birthday, and you know, like I said, little little Monstars. It's fun. Number zero, you know. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I got the Shane Victorino All-Star jersey from uh Oh Star. yeah. He would love those know. like those deep roots. Those are oh, those, yeah. that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always try to go like Victorino obviously was an all-star, but I always try to like kind of go with like the 
you know, the underappreciated player sometimes. Oh, and I'm sure he's a big Victorino. Oh, yeah, that's – oh, he'll he'll appreciate that. We tell him that those are the jerseys we rocked for him on the show tonight. He's going to love that. Oh, the flying Hawaiian? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would love Shane Victorino too. You know, I mean, you know, team that goes 60 games under 500 every year. But I, so I can just sit back and just appreciate good players, and he was one of them. Yeah, and good person. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, but I'll tell you, to that point – Let's get to some negative stuff. <laughs> Why not, right? Let's do it. You want to do a little clickbait and get this uh, get this thing? I'll, t- I'll tease the show. We got a good show, though, for everyone lined up. Obviously, we'll get started with clickbait. But before that, like I said, it's Chad's birthday, um, so we want to give him some love. Uh, but we'll jump into some NFL chatter. So Zach wrote a great article today about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we'll dive into them a little bit in the NFC South on uh, the landscape of that division a little bit. Um, Lamar Jackson had a little bit of a – what do you want to call it? A moment? A spill. And, yeah, yeah there you go. I like that. Spill. <laughs> spill in the Gulf. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, or I think it was, or the Caribbean, either or. Uh, so, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, overrated musical artist. And I'll tell you why that was on my mind earlier today. But, you know, we'll get to that. Uh, and then, of course, our Tuesday uh, normal segment to get towards the end of the show, um, show versus street, where we give our street opinion, which would be like in the actual living room and we're screaming and cursing at the TV. And then we'll give our more professional opinion while we're on the podcast. So, you know, the podcast professional opinion versus, uh, you know, the screaming street opinion. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. But like I said, great show lined up. But as always, we'll um, we'll get it rolling with some clickbait. So, Zach, without further ado, you want to get the ball rolling? Yeah, let's do it. We'll get the basketball rolling here for you. So, (laughs) it was an ESPN article. Um, It was titled, Will the Basketball Be Bad When the NBA Resumes? And basically, the article is hinting at the possibility there being really like bad basketball to watch when they come back in this, these eight, you know, regular season games and then jump right into the playoffs. It shows like the statistics over the years of the first eight games of the season played and they compare it to the the remaining 74. So it's kind of a very difference in sample size. You're trying to compare. This is the definition. I'm sorry. This is clickbait. Yeah. This is crap. <laughs> but but the funny thing is, is, is they kind of like called themselves out in the middle of the article because the numbers were fairly consistent. Like the only major difference was there was one more points per game scored in the remaining 74 games, which go figure, there's a larger sample size to choose from. So hasn't this been a trend? Like, I feel like it wasn't the Des one yesterday, but wasn't it one you had last week? I, I'm trying to think what it was like, maybe like last Thursday, you had a clickbait. And even in the article, it was like, well, you know. This isn't oh, necessarily like by the book, you know, whatever. Yeah. What was it? The uh, the recruiting classes for college basketball. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, we might be wrong about this. Yeah. Of course, like, thanks for that disclaimer when it's a year in advance. I, I appreciate that. Right. right. Exactly. Um, like, and, that clarity helps so much. Yeah. And like they even actually showed the lockout years, too. Like when there was a lockout and they came back. And again, it didn't really show much of a difference at all. So I don't know what the what point they were really trying to prove. I think they were just trying to fill up their uh, – their article quota, you know, for the month or whatever they're doing. And my thing is, is like the usual break. If you're a championship team is four months, but it, I mean, not there's only one championship team or two teams in the finals. So everyone else has more than four months to break before October, the following season, you know, and it, it's just like, it's just, a, it's not a good argument um, from ESPN at all. They're trying to get, and, and here's, a, here's a little cynical side of me. I have to ask, have we even seen good basketball in recent years? Huh. Let's, now we're now we're now we're getting to a real topic now yeah. we're getting to a discussion <laughs> right yeah so like yeah and i don't need to go on that rant because i don't think basketball in 2020 is is better than 2000 for example but well let me ask you this is the is the question appropriate 
right now? I mean, after everything we've been through, right? <laughs> everything, especially ESPN of all the of all the networks that are airing the we miss sports too, we miss it. And and this is just a hey, it's Tuesday, we got nothing. You mind rolling this article out? It's no good. I know that, but that's okay. Just roll it out. That's that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. And, well, it's and, like- and, no, go ahead. Take no, it's it. like the, the sports world, the fans, the media, everyone is begging for sports back. And basketball is one that's kind of on the tee to be up here soon. And then they go and say, oh, well, is it even going to be any any good? Like, I get exactly what you're saying. You don't think that the common denominator in living rooms across the high, no pun intended, but across like America are going to be, I don't care what happens, essentially, right? Besides maybe the caveat of your room for your team in a playoff chase, but like, in general, you're saying, I know this might be not as good of a product. There might be, it might be slower, you know, et cetera. It doesn't matter. We've missed sports for almost a quarter of a year. Yeah. We'll take we want anything. Yeah. We're watching German soccer and ping pong on TV. And what Korean are we holding baseball. on to at this point? Yeah. And Korean baseball. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so ESPN yeah. is rolling out the red carpet for the KBO right now, 3:40 in the morning, which like no one's watching. Yeah. I think that was hot for like the first week. And, it, I don't uh, even think it was ever – it was, like, hot to talk about for a cup of coffee. Yeah. Like, it really was. It was a cup of coffee. It was, like – it was fun for those 25 minutes to talk about it, and that was about it. And yeah, it, was, it wasn't said, living room talk. It was coffee shop talk. No, remember we adopted the Lote Giants? Can you tell me what the record is? Oh, I have no clue. I just know they were on a hot streak to start the season. Might as well – hey, should we ask? Should we do it? Oh, See, let's, let's bring her in. Alexa, what is the Lote Giants record right now? Lost in the fire, travels in constants, volume nine, the exit papers, drums, and guns, Canada and others. Yeah, that's that's not that's 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 not not good. That's not good. (laughs) I cranked up your volume for the show for that. It's no good. (laughs) Which is she batting one for three now or is it one for two? Yeah, yeah, but you know, all right, let's yeah, let me actually let me update that. That's a two, that's two off now, actually. Oh. The one that was the most impressive was when she reeled out the Buffalo Bills quarterback depth chart. That was incredible. It's almost like she should get two for one on that one. Because I know. That was that was really good. Yeah. And wait, did we ask her about Bryce Petty? Was that one of the ones last night? I think so, too. That yeah. was the one she or, got no, Josh, or Josh hit us up in the chat for that one. Oh, right, right, right. That's yeah. what it was. Um, all right. But, yeah, all right, to that point. Uh, no, and, and the thing is, we have to be appreciative. And I'm not trying to be that like that 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 fan, right, that's like, no matter what, no one can get upset this year because we have to just be so happy sports are back. No, I'm not I'm not trying to be that person. I'm just saying this isn't the time before even the camps open to be like, you know, this might not be good. It's like, you're really going to be that guy? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. That's like you're going to a party with your friends and, and someone's saying, oh, well, what if it gets busted? It's like, what? Yes, yes. That's you exactly. Yes. Like, you, don't, you don't do oh, that. Oh, my God. That's perfect. <laughs> The, oh my god that's you're right you ever just looks at that person it's like why would you say that like, why are you even here you know like, exactly yeah who who wrote that to you was that did we crop the first oh i guess i cropped it out i don't know that's all right oh, I, I actually yeah. sometimes feel better that we don't put their names in just because like i don't really want to blast the person because more often than not i'm more mad at espn because i'm the one that they're like do it do yeah, it, do it. Off, you know yeah, yeah exactly so like you know i, I I, I don't really blame the people that are just trying to make a living and doing what the, you know, what the evil captain of the ship says. Right. Exactly. All yeah. right. And speaking of that, Laura, without further ado, I'll get to my, you know, it's funny. I, I went back and forth, but this is just too good. I, I, I think this might be the first time ever in clickbait history that we're going outside the sports realm 
and just going with with like a, a normal news outlet. And you know me, this isn't political. Really? Right. Yeah. We like to, you know, we're, this is the liberal room. We're chatting about sports, throwing and screaming things about sports. Um, but this was too much on the tee because I feel like sports plays a role into it. Um, I'm excited. So NBC News tweeted out that, I guess, an old poll that they did. Uh, suggests that Americans are the unhappiest they've been in the last 50 years. How about that? Last 50 years. Well, Well, you know, we've been, you know, stuck inside for a quarter of the year. Um, Right. Like, like, I don't need to go on a a soapbox about how scummy 2020 has been. Right. So so like, it's just one of those things. I'm like, you, you roll that out. (laughs) There's no sports. Like, what like if you if you seriously to that point if you pulled everyone and said is there anything to be happy about everyone would say no no right. i mean no. I, I you know no, it's like you're pointing at the obvious here. There. i was like you're, you're pointing at the obvious here i mean americans love sports and we we live off of sports basically it's like we're trying to find things to do with ourselves in the evenings right now so obviously we're the most unhappy we've been in 50 years well yeah we haven't been able to go and do anything you can't go outside. And it, obviously, it depends on obviously everyone watching us too. We're we're located in Pennsylvania, so every every part of the country is a little bit different. But in general, I don't think there's anyone that's been saying, "Yeah, you know, I just this has been good stuff this year. This has really been a great year for me." Like, no. Yeah, yeah. Like, what positives have come out? Even of it? if you got like a promotion, got married, you're like you're still like, yeah, but this year kind of sucked because like I couldn't enjoy it the way like normally most people could enjoy it, right? Like, it's like it always it has a bad taste in its mouth. Right. I mean, yeah, and you say marriage and you say weddings. I mean, most weddings had to get post get pushed to 2021. So so what's that doing to relationships across across the country? Now, you know, it's funny. I have one, though, out in Kansas City uh, in two weeks. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Really? I can't okay. wait. Yeah, my buddy Cole and, and, and uh, Jess, they're getting married. Uh, yeah, it's great. I've worked with both of them. They're they're terrific people. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, I can't wait going out to the old city of fountains for and oh, you know, yeah. yeah, it'll be a good time. I wish the Royals were I mean, I've been to the ballpark before out there. But I, I just kind of to that point, that was the one thing I was a bummer. Like anytime I ever travel, I like, I don't know if you ever do this. The first thing I immediately do is look to see like if a team, any team, even if it's a minor league team, any possible sporting event that's there, like I would love to go to it. Oh, absolutely. I do the same thing. I always check the schedules and I look at my work schedules. If we have any team dinners that night and then I try to sneak out if I can. Yeah. But, yeah. I do the exact yeah. same thing. So let yeah. me, let's, let's do this like kind of rogue segment here for a second. Cause my clickbait wasn't that interesting anyway. No, it was um, accurate. It was good. Oh yeah. Close to this point. What's the coolest venue you think you've been to, um, to like that whole scenario you travel, not for a sporting event, could be for family, could be for work, but coincidentally, you were trying to line up like family plans on a vacation, or if it was like I said, traveling for work, like, mm-hmm. and you coordinating that whole schedule with your agenda with, uh, with obviously your your company. Like, what would you say is the coolest sporting event that you you weren't planning on going to see, but you found your way there and you saw it? Honestly, it was uh, Wrigley Field, a Cubs game. Good old Cubbies. Yeah, so we had a yeah, we had a uh, like a business conference in Chicago and they actually surprised us the, the, our company surprised us with Cubs tickets that, mm. that day. So I had no clue we were going. So I didn't really have to sneak off. It was more like a company like, Oh, here, that's so incredible. And yeah. So just, is so awesome. Oh, just, just the vibes. And then seeing the documentary uh, from the other day, long gone summer that yeah. really like, brought back what it was like there. And just, the stadium's so cool. I texted my dad the same thing yesterday. I was saying, like, like you just you see it, and like not a whole lot's changed. I mean, obviously there's been some change with the lights and the scoreboard and stuff, but like you know, you know what the walk is around that 
around that ballpark. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, exactly. And the, uh, the rooftop, the bars right, right there, you walk through and it's like, it's crowded on like a Tuesday afternoon. It's great. Like that, that town breeze Cubs, Cubs baseball. Right. Yeah, Josh, hired... I don't have too much nice to say about it, right? About where I'm at right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> we can take that offline. <laughs> <laughs> and we already worked together. So, you know, but yeah. yeah, yeah. So what, what, you, what... See, you already knew that question was, was directed at you. Yeah. Um, well, so what about, what about you, Karen? Where, where's your, your spot that you ventured off to? So that's, you know, that's a really good question. So I think, mm, I'm about, I don't want to like go on a soapbox, but like, I've really been to some really cool places, like, and then start like reeling them off. Uh, go for it. I, you know, it's funny. I, I'm trying to think Cameron Indoor Stadium is definitely one of them. Just the way I snuck in there, I feel Let's like it was kind of cool. Uh, so, you know, it's just to not go on a spiel. I'm sure the other places like Dodger Stadium, et cetera, will kind of all. Gonzaga was pretty cool too. Um uh-huh. But let's go Cameron. So was uh yeah, that that was a story. So I was down in North Carolina for work, uh about two hours. So I had to fly in and out of Raleigh. Well, the funny thing is you had the choice of you were flying in and out of Raleigh or flying directly to a smaller town two hours east of it, um, in New Bern. So I took Raleigh because it was actually easier just to fly it from Philly to get down there. And I was like, I'll just rent a car and drive like two hours, like whatever. I haven't really been to North Carolina before, it'll be fun, you know, et cetera. So so do that. And going back, I get a speeding ticket. By the way, did you know it's a it's a criminal offense? It's like a misdemeanor, I suppose. I guess would be the, the proper terminology. I guess, like, right? Is that if you like have to have a like a court date for something? Like, right? I guess that's what it probably would fall under. Um, I don't yeah. know. I'm like probably like getting a little, you know. Well, hey, down dramatic. south, those rules are it's way it's a whole different world. There. So apparently, if you're going over, if you're going over 15 miles per hour. In a fifty, like in a, in a speed limit that's fifty-five miles per hour or higher, like seventy miles per hour, sixty-five, mm-hmm. fifty-five, etc. It's a like, it's a it's an offense. <laughs> like wow. you have to, you don't like. There's no fine. You got to go right to court. It's it's a racket. It's ridiculous <laughs> because. So and the thing is, you you're driving on this highway, and I'm I, I swear right. Like look, I I'm not. I'll 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 admit sometimes I speed more times hey, than often. Well, especially human. when I was younger, I did. Um, but when you have a couple of occurrences like this, it, it does humble you. But anyway, and then this is not, it's not the whole point of it. So I'm driving back to go to the catch my flight, but I had a couple hours to kill. So I'm just driving back the two hours back to Raleigh. And I, my plan was to stop and see NC state Chapel Hill and, uh, camera oh, well, and, um, Durham, right. Cause they're all right on top of each other in that area. Uh, you see like, you know, right. We see AC, ACC basketball all the time. And, Driving back, all the and like I said, the way they do it in this highway is they'll drop it from seventy-five to fifty-five randomly. Most of the time, it's seventy. So I was going problem. seventy-eight in a seventy, which I, you know, I don't think is is really too out of you no, know out of control. Probably, you know, and honestly, probably got me by my peak speaks. I don't even think I was going that fast, but <laughs> but anyway. So I just see the lights. I'm thinking he's. I honestly thought he was getting someone else. So I started just kind of veer over to like get out of the way for him because this guy's just was lights whips out of nowhere. He's like, like basically like up against me. I'm thinking like, he's pulling me over. So like, you know, he pulls out. He says, you know how fast you're going? I was like, no, like, honestly, he was like, where were you going? I was like, I'm going to the airport. And here's the thing. I was trying to do honesty. And he's like, are you in danger of missing your flight? And I was like, not, no, not really. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, so you're going to be a good guy. Right. So he just, he cuts me the ticket. And he's like, all right, your court dates for like this date. It's right on down the road. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm like, look, I'm like, how fast was I even going? Like, 
So I'm like looking down. It's like 55. So that was a little area. They dropped it, I guess. They don't even give signs for it. They must give you one sign at some point, I guess, like to legally be able to do that. But um, so, yeah, you have to like basically people I work with were telling me that that's a thing down there. Right. So you have to basically hire a lawyer and they just like go and represent you. And like it's like seven hundred dollars for the whole thing to get taken off. No points. No nothing. It's 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 all racket. But whatever. Okay, Uh, so that point after that experience. I was like, I still have a little bit of time. So I ran over, tried, I did NC State, did, did the three. Um, and the last place I went to is, was Duke. So I ran over to uh, Cameron Indoor. And someone was like walking out of the last, I was trying to kind of, you know, wiggle all the doors and, and obviously they're all locked. And I just, you know, final, I swear, it was like some other movie. It was the last door. And I'm thinking like, I'm never going to get in there. Damn it. Like, and I just see this guy and he kind of like opens the door. And you know how it is. I really just act like, like I was like, I belong there. Cause I was in more yeah. clothes anyway. And I'm just You're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh, thanks. appreciate that, sir. Like, it just like kept like walking. Just like, I didn't even like look back. I just like walked straight down the hall. Like I was going and just like stepped <laughs> out right on. And like to that point, as I'm walking, I just walked straight out of the tunnel and I'm like, Oh, well, <laughs> Here we go. This like is it. You're like, on the you know, floor. like you're yeah. on the floor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's so funny. Cool. Like now, yeah. When we watch two games, I can tell you exactly like where I walked at. It's really, it's really, it's tiny. It is it. really really small is it's it like a high school gym really yeah, oh yeah it's like really small could you imagine being there with a full crowd oh my oh. god that was the thing i was just like pretty much like what you see on tv is everybody it's like it's wild that's so cool yeah it is all right well i did like a nice like seven minute soapbox there about my you know no, it's adventures it's in, the, in north carolina sporting, all right but, yeah sporting venue yeah yeah oh, yeah all right well so we, so we got like i said we got a good show you wrote a great article. So if you don't want to hear me talk, you could you could actually just read Zach's articles because that's actually better. Um, but Zach, without further ado, what, what did you, what did you distribute to the fine folks this morning? <laughs> well, so everyone's like obviously pretty uh, pretty pretty drunk or high or whatever stimulation you want to call it on the Buccaneers <laughs> for this for this season, and all because of you know basically Tom Brady which I, I understand, but I kind of wanted to sober everybody up a little bit. So, just, you know, get your water, get your pretzels, some Advil maybe, and just take this. Yeah. So I get, you know, basically it was just going over the Bucks as a team as a whole and not just Tom Brady this, Tom Brady that, which, oh, by the way, did you see the pictures of him today with his Bucks jersey? Ooh. It all looked like like a college group did that for like their first Photoshop project. Right. Yeah. Put a exactly. black screen behind Tom Brady and import his new uniform onto his body. Like, were they practicing social distancing? I don't know. Well, I guess in Florida, you don't have to, who knows, <laughs> but yeah, right. Any, anyway, so basically like I highlighted, I highlighted some points where like Ronald Jones to me is the X factor in that offense. You know, I mean, last year he ran for about yeah. 700 yards but he needs to step up because without a good running game, there's no play action. And without that, Brady's going to feel a lot of pressure. He's not very mobile. And a lot of people say, oh, well, he has a ton of weapons in, in Godwin and Evans, you know, wide receivers wise before we get into the tight ends, which of course, but Karen, do you know who their third wide receiver is or any other wide receivers on their team? So I actually have a laughing point. I even put LOL in my notes because I laughed when I read your article. John Franklin's <laughs> in there. Have you, you don't watch Last Chance You, have you? Oh, uh, no, I have not. Guy, you got to watch it, brother. Like, you, you have to. Oh, it's really good. Mm. It's not – it's not – I thought it was, like, fictitious and, like, Gridiron Gang, but, like, the TV show, it's not. It's, like, Hard Knocks, basically, but through a whole season for a JUCO program. 
Oh, that's cool. It's incredible. Yeah. So like the games are like you get the whole thrill, like inside and outside the locker room, the X's and O's. And and these guys have gone off into the NFL. Yeah, you know, I've heard that. That's cool. I didn't realize one of them was was him. Yeah, he was the quarterback and he was lightning fast. But to that point, what's so funny when you said that in the in the thing, I knew he was on the Bucks, but I thought he was a cornerback because yeah. he was but that's like I almost just chuckle. I'm like, so they're at a point now where they're just throwing guys around that were college uh, JUCO quarterbacks that were really like Olympic size or Olympic speed uh, that went from cornerbacks now to running or wide receivers. It's like, that's what they're doing. Like, and I, he's right. not the number three. He's probably, he's, he's like probably the five, cut, but like, you know, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, so the third is Scotty Miller, not Scott Miller, Scotty, I guess he goes by. And apparently he does know this time because he's a third wide receiver. <laughs> You know, the song from Eurotrip, Scotty doesn't know. But uh and then Justin, <laughs> uh Justin Watson. Never heard of, never heard of these players in my life. I was about to say, I don't please Josh, if you're if you're still in the chat, have you heard of any of these guys? Yeah. <laughs> we uh, you know, we he was down at the beach in Miami and up at Lambo for the for the draft, remember? We all remember all too well. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I don't I remember mean, any of these guys. No, and they they lost uh Brashad Perriman to the Jets. Yeah, for for some reason they did. Adam Humphreys went to the Titans two years ago, or a year and a half, or whatever. Like not yeah. last past off season, but the off season before that. Right. So basically, if Mike Evans or Chris Godwin somehow were to go down, Josh never heard of me. Josh has not heard of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if Chris if Chris Godwin or Mike Evans go down, that's a huge blow to the the weapons that Brady now has. But then you look at tight ends. Obviously, you know Gronk's there now. OJ Howard is kind of overlooked. I think he's better than what people think, but he's injury prone. So like Gronk, like or like Gronk as well. And then Cameron Bray, you know, he's like a third third tight end. So are they going to carry three tight ends? I, I'm not sure, but he has that. Um, looking at the rankings last year, Bruce Arians, that whole offense, they were, I think, a top three offense in the league, which was which was great, and they had a top seven. They were they were third in yards. Yeah, third in yards. Uh, they had a top seven offensive line, so like that's not a huge concern there. The big thing is on defense. They were one of the last, one of the worst defense. They were like the third or fourth, or sorry, the twenty eighth or 29th ranked defense in points per game. They allowed twenty over twenty eight. Yeah, they were twenty ninth. Twenty ninth. Yeah, they were twenty ninth. So, they were horrible. Yeah, and I mean they have Shaq Barrett. Okay, great. Where do you have nineteen and a half sacks? Um, it's extremely hard to duplicate that or get close to that in a second year. So that's not really likely to happen again, in my opinion. Jason Pierre-Paul had eight and a half, but again, he's injured. You don't know what he's doing this offseason. We've all seen. He's old too. Well, yeah, that, that too. And then Carl Nassib. I mean, when you talk, like, you're talking about Carl Nassib, if he's one of your top defensive players, there's an issue there. I mean, he was great at Penn State, yes, but in the NFL, not so much. <laughs> and and he's had flashes. I'll actually give him. He's had some pretty some pretty. You know what's a really funny story? My, if my mom's watching right now, she can attest to this. He's from Melbourne, um, right? Yeah, I swear. Apparently, uh, my one buddy Eric and I used to play with him and his brother when we were like little kids. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I'll never forget it when uh, my buddy Eric was getting married. My mom, were, I think, was telling me she's like, "Oh, hey, uh, like some about the NASA family." So you know, you guys played with them when I was you guys were kids, and I was like. Wait, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, his brother uh, Ryan was a was a backup. Yeah, he yeah, was actually he, decent, like he, in preseason he, and everything. He played football with Eric, so that at Malvern, yeah, that's what was so funny because that's actually the first time I heard of like the the NASA been right, and he played right mm-hmm. for the Giants. Or yeah, no, Ryan did. Yeah, 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 didn't he? Ryan was yeah. a backup quarterback for right. us for like three years. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay, yeah, so they both, yeah, yeah they both were in the NFL. So yeah, um, yeah, it's awesome. But, but the, the thing, yeah, the thing is, is like we all know with football and with any sport, you can't just rely on one side. 
like the offensive side of the ball to win you. Know, to yeah, win you and yeah not, to, not to, to get on a side tangent about my playdate days when I was three or four years old, but no, to that, to that point, no, you're right. And that's not, and like, where's their secondary? You yeah. know what I mean? The, the um, I forget who, who there was only the leader in interceptions only had three interceptions. Was it, was it Vernon Hargraves was like the, the pick they took early that then they moved on from yeah, he's like the, pretty he's quickly. Now. Yeah. I was about to say they moved on from, he was supposed to be like a couple years ago, like their prize guy in the secondary. Um, I forget his last name. It's um, it's like, two, should we see if she can redeem herself? Yeah. You could say who, who led the Alexa, Buccaneers. Who's on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary. Sorry. I don't know that one. Yeah, it's a hyphenated name. It's in the article, the name of the guy that I have. Um, but I forget. So that goes to speak to how well, you know, how well known their defense is besides Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre Paul. One behind Eli, Eli Apple. Behind Eli Apple. Oh my gosh. Uh, he's on the Raiders now, isn't he? <clears throat> is he or did that fall through? I forget. Eli <laughs> Apple? Should we try Alexa? What team does Eli Apple play for in the NFL? Eli Apple plays for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, that's right. It wow. fell through in Oakland, and then the Panthers scooped them up. news about NFL from the Chicago Tribune earlier today. Mm-hmm. Would you like to hear it? No, thanks, though. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, yeah, that's funny, yeah. Uh, of course, so, yeah, we definitely, yeah, see, we got the memories flowing in the chat. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't think – you know, their offense is there. I think Ronald Jones needs to step up. He needs to have a decent year, to, like I said, to create more for Tom Brady from a play-action perspective. And I think – Well, I don't even think he's the guy. I think, like, Keyshawn Vaughn might be their running back that well, might take go. over. And, and there's and, another thing. Ronald Jones is – like, I mean, he's had a brief career, obviously. But, like, last year he was fighting with Peyton Barber. And is this year he's got to fight for the spot again? And I wouldn't – I wouldn't bet on this. But I think it's a thought that's worth entertaining. It's not mine. It's something I read uh, on Walter Football that I thought was an interesting point because I was just reading some fantasy articles, ironically enough. And they actually brought up – so they had a list of their bus, potential bus, and Chris Godwin was number 10 on the list. And I found it interesting um, – by the way, the Lotte Giants are 19 and 17. Oh, that's close. Okay. All right. They're hanging in there. They're, they're playing Marlin style baseball, just kind of hanging in there. They were above 500. Yeah. I guess that's actually right. That's not Marlin's baseball. Marlins would be like, they're, they're, they're that team. I, sw- I don't know if they're still in this losing streak, Zach. I swear they lost like 20 straight games. It's uh like the Hanawana Eagles or something like that. Oh, I'm not no. kidding. I was like, oh, they're the Marlins. Um, <laughs> no, but anyway. Okay. So back to the Chris Goblin thing, though. What I read that was kind of interesting. And I'm going to kind of graduate our point into the weapons. Well, I'll tell you, let me, let me kind of bring up one thing. What do you think about their tight ends? Like OJ Howard, I think is interesting. I think OJ Howard's very athletic. And the I, fact I, that they hung on to him in a weird way makes me believe more in him because right. They're like, if they let him go, whatever. I don't think that I'm sure. I think Gronk's going to have one of these moments where he comes back in the first game, he scores three touchdowns and everyone's like, Oh yeah. my God. And then by the end of the year, he'll finish with seven touchdowns. Yeah. That, that's what I think too. I think um, Gronk's probably going to be the type of player who gets maybe 500 yards, but he has maybe like to your point, eight to 10 touchdowns. So like where he's relevant just because of his touchdowns and his size, you know, in the red zone. Right. And then Cameron Braid's still on the team. He's going to yeah. get touches. Uh and basically what I read, and this obviously kind of really falls back to a fantasy value, I suppose, but I think in general, right? Like when we're talking about the weapons and et cetera, it's interesting because 
the thing with Godwin was, and I'm not, this sounds weird. I can't believe I'm saying this. He was like perfect for Jameis Winston. Like, and this is what's going to make me graduate into the other points. So I'm going to kind of mesh the whole, like, and this isn't me picking on Chris Godwin more because I think he's great. Mm-hmm. But I think basically, I guess like my point, I'll almost put him, I'll put Chris Godwin at the end. I'm, almost, I'm putting the cart before the horse here. Like, Jameis Winston was not that bad, right? He turned the ball over a lot, which made him bad. He didn't win football games, which made him not good. But from a statistic standpoint and from a finding weapons, and maybe Mike Evans was the, the anomaly in that, and Deshaun Jackson a little bit when, you know. But besides that, Chris Godwin looked really good. And James, like I said, you you just brought it up. They were third in yards last year. He hit, They worked it. And I'm not saying like, oh, do you think like Chris Godwin's not going to be able to work it out with Tom Brady? I'm more saying like, Whoa, I had to stop. I'm not saying it's Chris. Like, I'm not saying. You know what I'm not uh, saying? Just say it. <laughs> I'm not saying is James Winston better than Tom Brady. I'm basically saying is James Winston a- better at being able to get the ball down the field of guys mm-hmm. than Tom Brady might be right now in his career? 100%. Yeah. Is that 100%. is that a mortal sin in this, to say that in the football world? I'm not trying to be clickbait, not trying to be a hot take. I'm more just saying. If you take like, why do we all laugh at Jameis Winston? Because he turns the ball over a thousand times. But mm-hmm. when you take the seven times the game where he decides not to hand it to the other team on a silver platter, he not makes bad. some throws. Yeah, he's got a cannon, which yeah. he doesn't have anymore. Yeah, so he does the stupid things with the W's and stuff. And I'm not saying he's a great leader. No, but the guy can throw. Yeah, I, I think Brady's what Brady brings is just a good. He's a good leader, and I think he brings better decision making. But I don't know if Brady necessarily makes the Buccaneers like an extremely better team. I think his decision-making will lead to more wins. But when you think about the, de- the defensive side of the ball, they don't really have much there. So that's what's going to be – that's what's going to limit them. Well, and isn't it interesting? Because in some ways, they pretty much traded mm-hmm. everything straight up. Like it's a straight up – like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like kind of like tangibles and like an intangible and tangible like trade. What did Jameis not have? He wasn't a great leader. He wasn't a great winner. Um, and he turned the ball over. Those were his three knocks, his big three knocks, right? Mm-hmm. Tom Brady. It's like, well, what are the three things he does really well? He's a leader. He doesn't turn the ball over and he knows how to win the playoffs. But right. then when you turn around, you say, okay, what does Jameis do well? Well, he can, like you said, he's got a cannon. Cannon. Yeah. And, and obviously Someone was throwing the ball to Chris Godwin. So for every success that that guy had, you had to at least tip the quarterback a little bit. He's the waiter. Yeah. He's serving you. Um, <laughs> right. And Tom Brady lost to the Dolphins week 17, lost to the Titans in wildcard weekend. Yeah. They did not have a sexy offense. And anyone that wants to sit here and call me out on that, go back. And we, that was the knock on them mm-hmm. after week like eight or nine. Everyone was like, well, their defense is disgusting and lockdown, but their offense just is like in a rut. And there was a question of, do they have, do they have the right weapons? Is Tom Brady getting old? Yeah. Do they miss Gronk? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And here we are. I guess we'll find out. And then yeah. let me add to that. And this isn't me trying to talk about Jameis being good or not. Is this a lot of – I'm going to actually, in a weird way, it's funny because we're going to talk about bad musical artists – later in the show but i've noticed recently and like i'll pick on an artist uh like tiesto for example right okay i don't know how much you listen to edm it's fine even if you don't hear that eventually yeah okay 
some good songs, some really good songs, especially in college. Now it's just like, it, I don't even recognize the music anymore. It's terrible to me, at least. Mm -hmm. So to that point, it's like good things can fade. They normally do. And is, are the Buccaneers a classic case of everybody getting the best leftovers of all time and having a potluck with three day old food? And it's like that, that looks good. It sounds good. You're bringing roast beef from, from, you know, Barclay prime in Philly, but it's a week old. Right. It's the lukewarm coffee. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not the best. Yeah. Right. It's lukewarm coffee from the Amazon. Is it, yeah. is it going to be good? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Big, big name, but how's it taste after, you know, almost James Winston's the Folgers, I guess. It's got yeah. a bad rap, but at the same point, like it's got caffeine. Yeah. If it's hot, it's not bad. It's got juice. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, think today I was going to wake up and defend Jameis so much, but no, but you're right. Yeah, you're, you're right though. Like they kind of even out a little bit when you put the two together, like you said, with, with the trade-off that they got from getting Brady versus, you know, and dropping Winston, you know, I'm hopeful. Well, I'm not a Bucks fan, but like, I'm hopeful that Bruce Arians can come up with something to kind of utilize. Brady well, that's my question. Yeah. I'm sorry, not to cut you off. That's the whole thing I feel like. Mm -hmm. And I've talked to my dad about this, like back when they, he was the Cardinals coach. Like, and, and look, he was a temple coach. Like, I'm not trying to rip the guy, like right there. Yeah. But I, to say I'm annoyed is not the right word, but I just, mm -hmm. there's this, I'm like, like thing I hear all the time. Bruce, you haven't learned football or had a conversation about football until you, this is Colin. I'm doing like my Chris Collinsworth because every time, every time, I mean, we're going to hear it all this season when the Tampa Bay Bucks are on uh, primetime on Sunday Night Football. You really haven't had a conversation until you sat down with Bruce Arians. <laughs> Sounds it's about like, right. And I'm like, I know he's such a cool guy. He is, he is just a cool cat. And yes. it's cool. And I, the funny thing is, I know for a fact, if he came on our show, I would love him to death. And I'd probably be right there, another one of the disciples. But it's just one of those, it's the crowd that's almost like saying, that's the funniest movie, man. And you're like, oh, I haven't seen it. Like, but it's so funny. It's just so funny. And you're like, I haven't seen it. Like, all right. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's Bruce Arians. And to spin it back to the point I really wanted to make originally on him, has that movie played a little bit? Yeah. They weren't great last year. They weren't horrible. Seven and nine, right? Right. He's been in the league for a while. And I'm not trying to say that as like, oh, they might not be good. But I guess I'm trying to say like, doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be great. No. And here's my thing too. The division. That's one of the toughest divisions in the league. And Brady throughout, point. Yeah. And Brady throughout a large chunk of his career was never really in like cutthroat division per se. Maybe a couple of years were tough, but they never really had a challenger. Well, that's you, the intrigue too, yeah. because we don't know. It's like, I don't know what, like, was it Bill Belichick? Was it the AOCE sucked? Was it Brady was that good? They were that good. Like that's, that's what's so intriguing about this season. Yeah. I want to know. There's a lot of, un, a lot of unknowns. And the fact that like we're without sports right now, just makes those unknowns like 10 times more interesting. And, and to that point, like, just because we're, we're talking about the AFC South, are the Falcons going to be any good? I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. I think Todd Gurley might have a strong season. And I, well, and that's another team. I mean, their defense, again, it's kind of eh, but their offense is, is sexy with all their weapons. I'll analogize it. Right? Yeah. All right. It so there. it's high school. It's it, like friends in a relationship, right? It's not, it's not going well. Everyone knows they're not going to end up together in the end. And that's kind of like Dan Quinn with the Falcons right now. And it's so bad. It's that one party where they're really screaming at each other that they hate each other. And they haven't officially broken up, but they're about to. And they storm off and everyone's friends gather around them to, to kind of, you know, walk them through it. 
And that's kind of what the Falcons were last year, about three fourths of the way through the season. They were a complete dumpster fire. They were at some point jockeying for the number one pick in a sense. They were that bad. That's when I was like, wow, they suck that much. And then all of a sudden, and I'm not trying to pick on Dan Quinn or the Falcons, right? But because in a weird way, actually, it was like a breath of fresh air. Everyone was like, this guy is dead as a doornail. He's like, right. He's, he's a walking, he's walking the plank. And Julio Jones has that speech after that game and says, like, literally, we are letting them down. They're all talking about there's these sources basically saying it's not the coaches. We have a, a bunch of guys in this locker room that won't take accountability. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're losing games. They're blowing assignments. It uh, looks like it's the coaching, but it's not the coaching. Arthur Blank has pretty much defended Dan Quinn at every, tr- every corner, although he was even kind of at the end of that, like, at that point of the season being like, yeah. Right. So they play better. Not great. Better. They don't play as bad as they did, right? Like they kind of, I don't, I honestly don't remember how they finished the season. Like, but they they rattled off a couple wins, I believe. Borderline 500. Yeah. I was about to say, like, like, like in that stretch, not then, not overall in the season, but like that last quarter, they probably went like three and three or like, like you know, yeah, like two and two, I guess would be the quarter of it. But yeah, right. Something like that. Mm -hmm. So he's back. It was just enough to bring him back. And I asked my, and it's almost like at the party that night, everyone's like, you know, you don't hate them. And then like, they go back and they're just like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. And then, right. They realize that like, they probably should be together. So now they're together yeah. and they're like, no, no, see, we worked it out after the party. And everyone's like behind the scenes, like they're going to really break up in a month. <laughs> yeah, they are. And that's, that's kind of how I feel about the Falcons. I'm like, you just kind of stalled this, like hang, you didn't rip the bandit off. You didn't, you didn't get the hangnail off. It's, you know, it, you yeah. kind of prolonged all this process. I don't see. I, I like, look, right, look, when you're literally clean, clean to life, you're closer to dying than you are to winning an Ironman. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how I would look at it from the Super Bowl to where Dan Quinn is with that team. Yeah. You're not like close to winning a Super Bowl. And what, like, what's the best case scenario for them, Zach? Right. I guess best case scenario would be a playoff spot, whether it's a wild card, they're not going to win the division, but if it, you know, a wild card spot, maybe, but. Yeah, you're bas- they're basically avoiding the inevitable, which is what you're, you're getting at. It's like, yeah, they had a nice vacation in the Super Bowl the other year, but then they've fallen off quite hard from then. So, I just thought of something, though, as you were talking. It just kind of hit me. I thought to myself, what if, it, they're, what if their process or their mindset is we bring him back. The, the players want him back. He's a great guy. We like having him around. If he – and he's never going to be hungry. He knows his, like like the, the knife is really on his throat. Mm-hmm. So he's going to work like a bat out of hell this summer. So that's a win. And if it doesn't work, you tank, you suck. Matt Ryan's getting older, so you can draft someone like Trevor Lawrence or something like that. So it's it's an interesting blueprint where you actually step back a couple a couple feet and look at it from a little bit from a wide pan. But you know what I mean? That's a great point. And it makes a lot of sense. So, cause, cause they're in a division obviously where you need firepower and the quarterback yeah. position with everyone in that, that division. Well, you know, it's, you literally set me up on a team cause you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense because like you just said, you need a lot of, a lot of firepower. Mm. Uh, that would be Lamar Jackson uh, going oh, on yeah. a little holiday, I guess down in uh, we're, we're, I actually don't know where it was somewhere tropical. Yeah. Um, kind of just some video dropped and, and, and obviously cutting this, there's, there's not a whole lot I can do when the, when the, when low definition would be a compliment to this video. Uh, yeah. But here you can see Lamar Jackson playing a little, little football on the beach in the purple uh, T-shirt, and he's going on a run. He's going to the ocean. One of his friends pushes him, and he takes a nosedive into the water <laughs> over a jet ski. Yeah. 
it's I'm not saying it's a story. I'm not saying we have to sit here. That's I'm glad we actually brought up 45 minutes into the show. But what's what's interesting to me is what are you thinking if you're a Ravens fan? Seriously, like what are you like? This is almost a warm up for the Street for a Show segment. What are you thinking of as a Ravens fan? I'm thinking, is this the Madden curse rearing its ugly head already? You know, here's my quarterback on, on the, the cover of Madden, and now he's taking a nosedives into the into the ocean over a jet ski. Um, but no, from a more serious perspective, I, to me, it doesn't worry me because these players have lives, obviously, out, outside of football. So, like, I get it and stuff happens. But, like, I view it as, all right, Lamar, that should have been a wake-up call. Like, we don't need you – you know, breaking your nose or hurting yourself severely, you know, because you're fooling around and with the jet ski, like nice speed on the sand. Yeah, that's great. But we don't need you doing acrobatic flips or anything over in the ocean. <laughs> right. And it's one of the, you're right. You hit the nail right on the head, but it, to that point, it's funny because Josh has the best counter for, for me. It's right. What would happen if that was Rogers? Ooh. Yeah. My heart would drop. <laughs> it would. I mean, and then I would stop and I'd hate myself for, for, you know, judging a person I don't know's life on a 12 second video clip down when they're on vacation, which is their own right to do. But at the same point, I would just be like, you're a superhero, man. You can't do that. Right. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't afford to take, take those type of risks. Like, yeah, you, you have to live your life obviously, but when you're the face of a franchise and multi-million billion dollars, like, like they, yeah. they can't skydive. <laughs> No, no, you can't do that. To me, you can't scuba dive. Like, no, no diving with sharks in a cage. None of that funny business. Yeah. Oh, well, that was, yeah, remember that? Rogers did that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, was, right. He did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was horrifying. Oh, God. It was, it was, it was one of the scariest things. I was, I remember him. Oh, when I saw that, I was just like, I guess it was kind of the same. I'm just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, you know, it's, but it's like, what can you do? I guess it's just, you got to hope better decision making. Right. And, you um, know, it's, it's one of those things, but yeah. no, but I'm excited for football too. And it's funny. We look at the AFC North. Um, is there anyone that you like, is there any chance the Ravens regress at all? Oh, I, I absolutely. I, I think so. I mean, they were 14 and two last year, so it's extremely hard to even, you know, move forward from that. In my opinion, especially in a division where the Steelers, you would have to think like James Connors in a contract year, you got to expect a big year out of him. At least I hope so from fantasy perspective, um, big Ben's back should be healthy. Um, let me the think. The on their side is always, so I'm sure right. it'll be fine. Right. The Browns, you would think, <laughs> I mean, Stefanski, first year head coach, I don't know how that's going to be, but you would think with all the talent they have, the Browns should wake up. So, yeah, the Ravens going to be a winning team, absolutely. But these other teams are getting better and they're going to start to figure them out. Yeah. More. You know, you can't just run the same blueprint. Like, yeah, they got J.K. Dobbins and Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen, Queen to me, was the, the better pick from the draft that they got for their for defensive side. Um, but yeah, they need to they need to be a little more creative on offense. I think there's another team with a lack of wide receiver skill, in my opinion, but yeah, they, they will regress long story short. What for sure. Think? And, and looking, Oh yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I looking at the division landscape. I feel like it's a bunch of mask suitors. I can't tell like what's on the other side of the mask. It's like, are the Bengals going to be good? Well, Joe Burrow's incredible. Maybe they could do it, but I don't think they will. Uh, the Steelers, like I said, okay, I joke around and say, oh, they got divinity on their side. But at the same point, Mike Tomlin's been there forever. Ben Roethlisberger's 100. I don't actually think they're that good of a team. Mm-hmm. And the Browns never know how to get out of their own way. And I don't know. I, I, it, they, went, they went very young 
and I'm not going to go inexperienced, but like, right. Kevin Stefanski was the young hire. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know. Um, that's a division. I feel like that could kind of just beat each other up and one team gets in there. One team gets bounced out and we kind of forget how much, how dominant the Ravens were like this past year. Yeah, that's a good point. I, going to Stefanski, going on like talking about the Browns a little bit, I think maybe having that younger kind of, you know, fresh offensive mind could be what the Browns need with Baker, Odell, and Jarvis and that whole gang. Well, and anything's better than Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, right. Well, hey, he's, he's our tight ends coach now, so that's exactly. Quite a I mean, there's a, well, but, there's a difference yeah. between there's a difference between being the head coach in the NFL and being a tight ends coach. Right. Exactly. So and and getting pushed. There. Getting demoted past the OC position and going straight to tight ends is not exactly a humbling moment. Yeah, not um, the quarterbacks, not wide receivers, running no. backs, the tight ends. It is a humbling moment, I should say. Yeah. Um, but also, looking at the chat real quick too. So, um, Dark Sage and Josh have some good some good points. Um, looking at you know the U.S. Open, I know that that did ruffle some feathers. A little, I can't rustle some feathers. I can't tell rustle some feathers a little bit. I like. I need to take a glass of water. Here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, some people were put off by. Uh, the U.S. Open be announced that it's going to stay on schedule, I guess, for August. And, and I'll be honest, right? I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm a, a tennis aficionado. I don't watch it a whole lot. If anything, I think we were even talking about last week how we don't really watch it a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I do enjoy just having it. If it's on in the morning, I'll throw it on those. I'm making breakfast or something. If it's like Wimbledon or, or et cetera. Um, I think just in general, it's fine. I almost label because they're talking about golf as well in the chat. It's like all those like, – I don't even be that guy. It's like all the country club sports, like tennis, golf, like that. Like, I think they're in a better spot and, and they're hitting it in the chat as well. Like they're, they're more social distance. They're more social distancing sports in general. Yeah. Right. Tennis, it just takes two to tango. You're just hitting it back and forth. It's like an MMA fight. No, they're no different. Right. Less contact than that. Yeah. And then, and then, and then with golf, uh, right. If there's no fan, I mean, right. They're just, they're, they're rolling along and it's the same thing. It's like they're caddy. That's about it. Yeah, the closest they get is the, the handshake at, on the 18th green, which right. they're not, which they don't do anyway. They do the fist pound, but yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, um, and I think it's what's the word I'm, I'm thinking of? It's oh, it's an interesting kind of timeline. I think it's the right one. Uh, right, you're going with these sports that in general there's not a ton of human interaction besides just normal people standing and watching or sitting and watching. <laughs> Uh, and then we're going to move into the, the, the bigger sports base or well, <laughs> not baseball, yeah. uh, but NHL, NBA, right? No fans, but at the same point, then the bigger name sports and then the bigger name brands are going to come back and they're going to be able to kind of pave the way for the risk involved. I think like with, right with the athletes coming back and testing mm-hmm. and if people get it, et cetera, like that whole groundwork behind the scenes. And then hopefully football can be the one that kind of puts it all together. Yeah. You hope. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You hope. Yeah, I mean, it's, it seems like they're going to be. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, it'd be interesting. But I'll tell you, it's that point. Let's see. We got. We got. We'll I'm excited about sports to be back. By the way, I am. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's nice. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Me, Joe G, and Mark got Arsenal tomorrow. It's it's weird. All right. Oh, look, that's I, right. Yeah, I, I know this is weird. I'm not like try, like look. I'm I get it. If people aren't in the English Premier League, and and I'm not talking poorly when i say this it, right it is below to me right it goes obviously there's there's football baseball basketball and hockey and, and to me then that's right below it but and that not from a from a quality perspective or anything i'm not trying to insult it's just in my interest level just your interest yeah, yeah. exactly that's where i put it um so to that point uh it comes back tomorrow our team's arsenal which i love because they literally and if you saw the interview um we had with dave your cousin a few weeks ago we were basically analogizing them to the flyers 
uh, which is what they will do. Um, by the way, I totally agree. I think baseball screwed. Yeah, they're done. Can we? Um, let's actually go to that for a second. Do we, let's pull up so the latest on MLB. And um, Jim uh, Bowden had a good take uh, on Twitter. That's interesting because it kind of jives with my point in my article that I was saying earlier in the week how, like, at some point they'll just cave for the dollars and cents and make it happen somehow miraculously. Mm-hmm. But he's basically saying, right, they couldn't implement a 48 to 52 game schedule because the players wanted more games, which obviously for more money. So it's it's almost like they're doing this stalling tactic, like, oh, we won't have baseball, but right, the players are right. And I like what the players are doing. They're saying anytime, any place, whatever, we'll do whatever just to play. Yeah. And Manfred's just sitting there just like, What's that? You don't want to play? They're like, No, we want to play. And they're like, All right, you don't want to play. They don't want to play. It's like it's really weird. Yeah, it's like Manfred, do you not want to like have a season? He's spineless, Zach. <laughs> He's horrible. He's an idiot. He's horrible. <laughs> He's the worst. He's the worst in, in any sport. Yeah, commissioner. He, I should say, but he, he's the, the one thing dragging thing. everything down when every other league is, has their stuff together, and it's he's poison. It yeah, yeah, he's poison. Yeah, oh, I think it's horrible. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's 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 a disgrace. Um, let's say speaking of that, do you want to just dip into this? I know we don't have a ton of time left in this show, but you want to talk about uh, musical artists that we think suck? Oh, let's do it. This is a yeah, juicy one. It. You, you want to? You want to? See, I'll, I'll I think it. it's interesting because I used to be on your team and. It's not that I, like, I get your side still, but I also – and I'm not going to say I side with the other side where I'm just like, yo, dude, totally. But at the same point, I, I, I find the middle ground where I like some of the instruments. Okay. So you want to take it away? Well, hint? Yeah, so this this group is has basically like a cult, a cult following, <laughs> if you will. And we're, gonna, we're talking about the Dave Matthews Band, okay? So here's my list of reasons why they are extremely overrated and just just not they're talented, yes, but they're just not for me at least. Every song sounds the same. All right, it's the same thing, you know, the same whatever. And people like the fans of Dave Matthews band like they pretend to know him. They're like they're like, hey, oh yeah, they call him going- a first base day, their first name yeah. basis. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to see Dave this week, and I'm like, oh cool, like where's Dave live? Like your friend? Oh no, Dave Matthews band, dude. Like what's and they they make it seem that like happened I'm to me in the- high school too, so many times. Yeah, and they make it seem like I'm the guy who's like the weirdo in the, in the conversation. I'm like, like what? How am I supposed to? Yeah, do yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, I felt like with with our days at summer camp, like that's where like you saw the real cult of Dave Matthews folks. Was like that's when I first even became aware of who Dave Matthews even was. You're right that's actually who i knew who he was too yeah it's like this whole like subculture of like yo bro with that uh with that like figurine yeah the headless figurine yeah and it's like people always say like oh or they'll make a comment like oh road trips are always better with dave man i'm like again who's dave like is this your your neighbor like your your (laughs) cousin i don't know who you're talking about like what what like so so i would i would argue though that I like so I as I've gotten older, I've enjoyed different sounds to music, like the piano, the violin, um, like just some of those like right, like the, like the basically. And I'm not ripping the drums or the guitar. I'm more saying that I just enjoy like having some different sounds in a it's song. Unique, uh, yeah. right? Yeah. So like that, I used to hate them too, but that was my only thing. I've actually listened to. I don't really like as many of their popular tracks. I like like a lot more of their like deep tracks that are more like violin or saxophone that are kind of, you know, that have like those kind of unique sounds to them. But no, I totally agree. The, the cult around it is the worst. That's what I think ruined it. Really. Yeah. You love Dave. Like, it, yeah, it's, 
it's like that stoner like you know like yeah that one love like just yeah. yeah like everybody just saying like we're all, like, i i get it it's because it's it's the same crowd at every concert like it's it's one of those it's i don't like concerts where like you go and you know you're signing up for an experience right sports yeah. i love that don't like it for yeah. concerts just because i'm like well what if i don't like the music what if i like the music but i don't like the experience right like if you like I remember like people said to me, like, do you want to go to a Rage Against the Machine concert? I'm like, no, yeah, no. Exactly. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> and I like Rage Against the Machine, but I'm like, you know, I like listening to them when I'm working out. I don't want to be in a mosh pit at the Wells Fargo Center getting like beat up in the yeah, middle you want of to worry that. about a beer bottle like coming over your head or anything. Yeah, like that. exactly. Like, that's no good. No, no. So um, what, what do you got here? So it's funny. I didn't tell you which mine is. I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm curious because I know you like the rock circuits and as do I. Um, he sucks. I can't take it. Phil Collins. Oh yeah. You don't feel it in the air tonight either. No, it, it's, it, that's a funny thing. I don't even like, it's not that I don't like that song, but I'm like, that's, that's an all right song. I'm like, all right, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't understand the, 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 the rallying behind first of all, that drum beat. It's like, duh, 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 and everyone's just right. like, I move, I move. Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> And right, the hangover like hyped it up, and everyone's like, See, that's the funniest scene in the entire movie. It's like, no, it's not. Right. No, it's no. not. If anything, I had to sit there and be like, Oh, we're gonna go through the whole Phil Collins thing. I don't I, look, let me really back it up for a second. He's a great drummer, right? And he's a great artist. I'm not taking or a talented, let me phrase it, talented yeah. artist. I, I I didn't think his soundtrack in Tarzan was good. I didn't think that anything he's ever put out, Genesis, anything, anything, no good. To me, I don't like his voice singing. His drumming's honestly, if he was his drummer, I'd probably be happier with him. I I don't get the appeal. There's nothing about it. If I said, "Yo, I'm listening to Phil Collins," I'd be like, well, "Like, why? Are you sad? Are you like you happy?" Like, I wouldn't listen to him when I'm happy, but it's like I wouldn't. I'd just get pissed off if I listened to him when I was sad. I wouldn't really like get it out for me. Right. You know what I mean, like, I don't know what kind of mood you have to be in to listen to Phil Phil Collins. Exactly. I, I'm with you. When I think of Phil Collins, I think of the Tarzan. Um, yeah soundtrack <laughs> it's like nothing nothing too special to write home i think he yeah overrated for sure people put him up there as one of like the best of all time which turned that down a little bit yeah. a lot better musicians there. artists yeah um, all right we'll talk without further ado let's let's close down the show with a little show versus street what do you oh, say maybe let's do it i know you've been waiting for this our little i'll tell you what you want to hype it up a little our uh, mm-hmm. our regular tuesday segment yeah, so we started implementing the good old uh, show versus street segment every Tuesday night. So what it is, is we will bring up a topic that's in the news or a sports team or an athlete, and we'll give our opinion that we would talk about on the show where it's more of a more of a kind of professional take on it. And then we're going to give you our street opinion where you catch us on a Sunday night after three or four beers, you know, at the local bar, and we'll give you our, what we really think about this certain player or this team. So not that we're not genuine on the show by any means. But. No, I actually would. I was going to say, actually, the, when you say really fell, like, well, no, 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 no. I was about to say, if anything, I actually think like what, what we say on the show is probably what's actually deep down in our heart. We're like when we can actually own up to, mm-hmm. to saying things that are tough for us to say for the betterment of the show. Cause we want to make a good show for the audience and actually like get through what we actually are thinking. Whereas, cause I'm too, see, I actually disagree. Cause I was going to say, my street opinion is when my emotions just hijack my brain. And I don't actually think anything through and just yeah, scream kind of whatever's on my out. mind. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to address the chat. So always are your number one fan. Yes, we did group three. We did Phil Collins. You'll be in my heart from the, uh, the Tarzan soundtrack. Good, good, uh, good call out there. You know, the funny thing, I wasn't in that group. 
No, I, I think it was got, me. I never got a lip sync ring. I think it was uh, was Dana and I. But I don't think we ever. I never won a lip sync ring ring either. Oh wait, was that? The, don't tell me Phil Collins was the theme that year. No, I think it was one hit wonders. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, well there you go. There's Phil Collins like for that. everybody. Yeah, yep, yeah. yep, there he is. Yeah. Um. All right, but no, to that point, let's. All right, let's get in. Do you want to? You want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll let you lead it off. All right. All right. So without you want to ask or do you want me to? Yeah. So here I got. I got to know, Karen. And this this obviously is close to me. Is will Blake will Blake Martinez be any good for the Giants? I got to right. know because, show because we shoot? need because we need a linebacker. You do. Signing him was one of our biggest splashes this offseason. So tell me if I'm like what the deal is here. All right. So I'll go show first because you've kind of heard that already. So I'll just kind of like oh, yeah. give you like a not like a whole soapbox of it. Um, your defense hasn't been great. He'll be kind of the opposite of Ogletree. He'll be dependable in some regards. Like you'll just kind of know what you're getting with him. Uh, he's a good leader, a great person, great locker room guy. And, and I, and I mean that I'm going to admit like in that regard, I'm going to, I'm going to miss him. Uh, okay. How's he in coverage? Because we don't have any coverage linebackers or we really haven't lately. <laughs> I'm taking your silence as not good. I mean, I don't know. Like, what do you want, what do you want me to say? It's almost like, it's like you're saying like, oh, like, you know, the girl's not really texting me back, but like she'll text me back like once or twice a day. Is that good? I'm just like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's not great. Like, yeah, that's kind of what it's like. It's, it's like, he's always in the neighborhood, like in the coverage, but it's usually the guy catches the ball and it's not his fault, but he's just there. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> um, he had a nice pick against the Lions, though, a big pick against him on week 17. <clears throat> that was probably the nicest play I've ever seen him. I mean, look, right. Like I'll even use this in my, my show perspective. There's a reason, right? The Packers didn't bring, didn't even try to bring him back, though. But on the other hand, I, and I mean this, right? Like, I think you you need not bad players on that defense. Like a guy that's just going to be a good guy in the huddle. He's going to be dependent. Like, and I think I said this to you back when you guys signed him. I said he looks good on a bad defense. He looks bad on a good defense. That's essentially the way I would look at it. So if you have a bad defense, he's good. It's like it's like having Tony Roten or no, no, it's not that bad, but it's like it's like a Michael Carter Williams kind of with the Sixers, where like they were he looked obviously made them look a little bit better, but I not necessarily would say that that's like what you're you're looking for, like at the end of the day, like all together. Okay. All right. I guess I can kind of live with that compared with with Ogletree, how rapidly he fell off. Not yeah, I mean, me. if you want the street perspective, I just laugh and be like, I knew we weren't gonna resign him, I knew we weren't gonna offer him a contract. Mm. I, I didn't want them to offer him a contract because I just know what I'm getting. It's like to that point, everything I just said, you're getting consistency. It's like, I don't want consistency. Eh. Like I want, like, I want someone like, it's like, I want to live. Damn it. Like I want to try. It's like saying like, would you rather roll the dice and have like, like if you're like co- trying to court a girl and then the, and the question is, would you rather either live or die by like, dating them or they hate you for trying or you want to just get stuck in the friend zone he's the friend zone and you're just oh. like well like at least they don't hate me i'm like yeah but you didn't like you didn't get what you wanted yeah so you're not <laughs> reaching like your full happiness basis exactly ex- yeah exactly that's you're, you're plateauing your happiness is exactly oh. what you're doing but but not to be that guy not to be a jackass but what happiness do you even have right now on the defensive side of the line back and forth so right right that's where it kind of that's the plateau it's fun going up for a second but then once you like you're like what we're flat now it's like mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's it 
Well, at least the nice thing is there's not just one linebacker. We get three or four on the field at the same time. So hopefully he pairs well with our surrounding pieces. And as a whole, we're, we're better. There's my yeah. raw, raw optimistic. Yeah. And they might. And then, like I said, I don't want to try because I like Blake. Like, I don't want to like rip. I really do like him and I appreciate everything he did for the Packers. It's not like that at all. It's just, yeah, it, this is, this is business Kieran talking right now. Right. It's like business Kieran jumped in with the show and street Kieran. He's just like, all right, well, let me tell you something about a dollar and cents. <laughs> Right. Like, like, yeah. Like I love Eli Manning to death, favorite player of all time. But like, I knew it was time for Daniel Jones as well. Exactly. It's the same thing. So you gotta, you gotta think. Yeah. It's a business side. Right. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So speaking of business, <laughs> let's get down to business with you. Um, oh so you're a Giants fan. Yeah. You're, and, and you've made it known that you don't like the Eagles on here. Correct. And, 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 and I'll even give you this. I would say that, and I would, look, obviously everyone hates everyone in their own division. So like there's that, but I would also understand why there might be a little bit more, and this isn't a shot at the giants, but I would say, right. They haven't had a, a lot of success against the Eagles in the last, what, five years we'd say. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so right. So there's some added, there's some added uh, motivation to yeah, look to see if you're, if you're a giants fan, I can understand why there'd be more yeah. motivation to, to. Yeah. You know. And the fact that I live like behind enemy lines, so to speak. Yeah makes sense you're 45 minutes from the stadium yeah yeah right so without all right right and this is a really tough blow for them losing brandon brooks uh one of the maybe besides lane johnson their best offensive lineman uh losing one of their guards right to a torn achilles yesterday or at least it was announced yesterday Mm -hmm. um and that's a big blow to them uh but i'll I'll defer to you now as a giants fan now you gotta you gotta make sense of it and Give us your show opinion and also give us the, the Zach, Zach ER opinion off, off, uh, off camera. Off camera. Yeah. So for the show opinion, and this is, this one thing will remain constant for both show and street that I feel for him and it's horrible. You know, any injury of any, for any player is obviously awful. And, I'm, and I would never pick fun of that to start, never make fun of that. So anyway, show opinion would be this. It's a tough blow. That's a very tough blow for the, for the Eagles. I mean, they had one of the best, probably the best offensive line, right? Last season, you know, arguably, yeah, one of them. arguably, and they're not a bad, they're, they're a good unit. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And they help, they help, you know, give Carson the time he needs, obviously to find either, well, his lack of weapons, if you want to talk about last season, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a, it's a huge blow for their offense. Um, I mean, they're going to hopefully, hopefully they find a replacement or I don't, I don't know their death chart, but it's, it's an unfortunate injury, unfortunate injury in the off season where you, he didn't even get to step on the field, you know, one time this coming season or contribute to any, to any regular season games for the team. Um, it's a shame, you know, and I hope they, they're able to fill, fill that void, you know? So that's when you know it's, it's the show side of me when I say, I hope the Eagles can fill this void. So well, and let me add one. I'm not this is me like trying to like get in and be like, oh, let me get, let me make a point. So the one thing I would yeah. add, and I was saying this to, to my friends that are Eagles fans and family members too, I was saying, you know, it sucks. It really sucks because he's really, really good. But the one thing you have going for you in the in the overall experience of losing something, like you said before, we're even in training camp, is you have all training camp to figure that out. It's not right. like losing someone for the season and you have four days to game plan on how to lose for him. You can you can make calls. There's free agents. There's guys that are going to get cut during training camp that might work well in your like. There's a lot of options that are available to plug that hole, big hole, mm-hmm. really big hole. But I'm saying there's a lot of avenues that you can lessen the blow. Yeah, and even without him, they still have a top tiered offensive line in the, in the league, you know for sure. And yeah, exactly what you just said. 
better to be now than in like week five, six, middle of the year, or even any time in the regular season. But never a good time for injuries. But that would be the the worst time. All right, but what about the so, what's your street opinion? Yeah. So for my street opinion, you know, again, being behind any lines, I deal with a lot of Eagles fans and their the mat their mouth and just all the, the trash they say. And even you know, even when I was at the Giants game, Giants Eagles week seventeen at the Meadowlands, I still had to deal with it. Still had to deal with it there. They That's, they chat, they chirp. They, 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 they do chirp. They, and, but you and, know, hey, they're consistent though. Yeah, and and you know, they which always, I appreciate. I really, and I know that sounds crazy, but I actually do appreciate. You at least be that, be it all the time. Yeah, I get it, but there's a there comes a point where it's like disrespect, you know, and like to the, to the point where I'm at the beach the other week, and I get I look over, and you know, some people have like a flag standing up where they're sitting, so they know they can like if they go for a walk. They can right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Check. There was a flag that said 41 to 33. So I'm like, so I'm like, okay, like we all we all know you won that one Super Bowl. Like you're the guy who got laid at 35, but everyone else got laid at like 18, 17, like big, big deal, man. Like, okay, I see it. Cool. Welcome to the party. You're a little late. Right. So my thing is this, my thing is this, this injury gives the Eagles fans that card to pull when Carson Wentz gets banged up middle of the season and then their whole season goes down the hill. Oh, well we lost Brandon Brooks in the, the off season. So we're done. That's, that's why we had such a bad season this year. So there, there's my street take. From Zach, and as you, if you can't tell, I'm getting a little red in the face. I was I, about to say, "Wow, had some heat on it. That's some zip." Yeah. Um. No, you know, there's some followers, I'm sure, but you know. No, but it's it funny, especially it for anyone watching us that's not on the East Coast. There's no love lost between Giants fans and Eagles fans. So no, I and I think, I, at least there's it's it's mutual. Like you guys, let it be known that neither side likes each other. Um, it's a tough blow for them. It is. It really yeah, is. It yeah. And I'm not, and I'm not picking fun at the injury. Well, I and, and, and I'll even tiptoe around pie, like what you're thinking. It's, it's, it's the thing, right? I'll even like just use a, an example. If you'd said, "Hey, Kieran, remember that Monday night game where the Packers that they won, they clinched the division against the Vikings in, you know, and they hadn't ever won a game at US Bank Stadium yet, and then the Vikings were, you know, needed to win. Everyone was saying the Vikings were going to win. The Packers were underdogs, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, yes, yes, I remember, right? Like, Dalvin Cook didn't play. He got hurt that week, and it's like, was I sitting there thinking like? I don't want to see Dalvin Cook obviously like get hurt, right? But if you ask me if I'm happy he wasn't playing, like yes, of course I wasn't. Ha- I was happy he wasn't playing. Yeah, like, why wouldn't I be? Right? And that's essentially, I'm sure, like how, how you know, I would articulate it for you guys for yeah. both sides, right? If someone goes down for the Giants, it's the same feelings. Like same it's fair thing. game. Like like when Saquon Barkley was injured for those several games last year, you don't think teams were happy they didn't have to scheme for him? Yeah, I remember you, actually. I'm pretty sure I texted you. Be like, of course, it's not when we play you, but yeah, exactly. So you know, it's just right. that, that fanhood banter. It's, it's not real, right? Yeah. It's that whole thing I used to say to you. It's like it's fictitious. It's it's right. you as a fan, not not hoping for a person to get hurt or anything like that. It's just you locked into your team and just that fictitious, lost in the moment statement. Right. Exactly. That that's how it is. Yeah. That's how it is. And we good. all know you won 41-33. So that was a good analogy, though. <laughs> um, too graphic. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. And I'll let's pull up a graphic while we're while we're at it. Amazon promo, right? Perfect. So if you uh, missed our show last night, you want to get on the fun and uh, win a, or try to win a uh, hundred dollar Amazon gift card. How do you how do you enter? Well, that's a great question. If you share the post, if you go to our Facebook page, and I can pull up uh, how to follow us on social media in just a second. But if you share, there's a post on there, and Zach did a great job detailing it. If you find that post and share it, 
or you like the post uh, on our Instagram page and comment and tag two friends in there, uh, you'll get uh, two entries. That's pretty good stuff, right? And Twitter as well. Um, so really, if you hit us up on any of those outlets, um, and also, by the way, if you follow us on, uh, or if you want to subscribe to us, it's free uh, with Amazon Prime. And I'll, I'll even be just kind of show you how to do that. So you can follow us with the little heart there to the left. Uh, and if you want to subscribe, you can just go to the right. Um, like I said, if you have Amazon Prime, it is free, which is which is great. We all love free stuff. That's right. um, yeah. And then, as I was alluding to, uh, if you want to go to social media, and by the way, if you don't have Prime, it's only it's only five bucks. That's two gallons of gas. You can do it. Um, it's not Don't that buy bad. the extra beer at the bar. Just just throw five. Exactly, on. exactly. Right when when the night's getting blurry, you know. Right, you don't want to you don't want to just buy an extra Coors Light, you know, and, and and feel worse. Give us five bucks, you know. Right there, you go. <laughs> exactly. Um, right, so so because you know that's not a waste here, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, all right, but social media, right? So to get involved with that point, hey, at least we give out. We the bars don't give out hundred dollar Amazon gift cards. We do. So that's pretty right. cool. And it's free to enter. Exactly. So social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, uh, at underscore get sidetracked. If you want to check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash get underscore sidetracked or visit us on the website at www.get-sidetracked.com. Uh, and check us out on Spotify and iTunes. And the best part about me saying that is now, Zach, you're in charge of, of posting those and you're 10 times more the responsible person uh, to do that. So it's actually really good that you, you know, so every time you want to check out Living Room Sports Talk and you miss us, uh, on Twitch, and you're listening right now on something like Spotify or iTunes. Get used to it, because Zach's got them up there for you. Oh, it's a, it's a team effort. Sometimes just a little bit easier to throw the old Apple Podcasts or Spotify on your phone on your way yeah. to work. So you know, we get it. You know what? To your point, if you don't want to listen to Dave Matthews on that road trip, now you can listen to us, Jackasses. That's right. Your little sports, right? Don't, don't listen to Dave. Listen to Karen and Zach. Yeah, right. Exactly. The only Dave you got to hear is Dave Rothenberger when he comes on this show to talk hockey. That's right. Exactly. Absolutely. Which is coming back soon. Yeah, he will. That's my that's my positivity. What do you have? I love it. Yeah, so my positivity is obviously golf's back, and today is uh, the good old lefty's birthday. Phil Mickelson turns fifty today. So All right, yeah, a little there you positivity go. there, and uh, hopefully he he gets off the horse and can win one of those U.S. Opens for the uh, career Grand Slam. So we'll see. Fun. That's yeah. around the corner too. It so is fun. Yeah, it'll awesome. be good. We want to thank everyone for listening. So we'll be off tomorrow. We'll be back in the living room uh, Thursday night at seven o'clock. So that should be a lot of fun. So we'll see everyone right back here in the living room on Thursday. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.